Right. And I tell you what, Laura and I have, as of today, we've camped 374 nights in it to 15 states, and we've towed it towed it 32,000 miles. And I got very, very lucky. I know that when I was first learning about RVing through, uh, you know, through the podcast and, you know, in all kinds of research, they say, buy your third RV first. And somehow, Laura and I, I guess I got lucky with the research. Uh, here we are, you know, eight years later, uh, and we still absolutely love this trailer. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the authors of Where Should We Camp Next, Where Should We Camp Next National Parks, and Where Should We Camp Next Budget Camping. This year, we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of the RV Atlas podcast. We hope you join us as we cover the best campgrounds, the best RVs, the best food, and the best gear to bring with you when you go. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, we are starting a two-part, two-episode mini-series called 24 Tiny Trailers That We Love in 2024. Uh, So we're going to do 12 tiny trailers that we love in this episode and 12 tiny trailers that we love in the next episode. By tiny trailers, we're trying to keep it under about 20 feet long with a couple, couple exceptions. Now, the only person that I would want to come on for this episode is my good friend, Casita Dean May, who's come on this show before to talk about tiny trailers with us. So our guest today is the legendary Casita Dean May. He's going to have six picks today, and I'm going to have six picks today, and then we'll do that again in a future episode. And we've got a wide variety of different manufacturers, a lot of them independent manufacturers. We've got picks from Taxa, from Oliver, from Casita, from A-Liner, from Safari Condo, from Tab, and so much more. I'm so excited to dive into this episode and to celebrate all of these really cool companies that are making awesome trailers under 20 feet long. Now, a lot of you know Stephanie and I have loved tiny trailers since the beginning of the RV Atlas. One of our early episodes was called We Heart Tiny Trailers. And we had gone out to the Colorado RV show. We came back and we did a whole episode on all the tiny trailers that we loved. Now we have to buy larger bunkhouse travel trailers because we have three kids. But the forbidden fruit for me will always be these smaller couples coaches that are so nimble, so easy to get around, so creative in their design. Uh, and one day, I certainly hope to own one of them. So let's bring Casita Dean May onto the RV Atlas. And of course, we will have a classic clip at the end of the show from Casita Dean May's very first podcast appearance. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to talk tiny trailers for almost an entire hour. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Harvest Hosts. With overnight RV camping at over 5,099 farms, wineries, breweries, attractions, and more, Harvest Toast is America's largest and most fun RV camping membership program. And because it only costs $99 per year, a Harvest Toast membership is also an incredible value. Members with self-contained RVs can enjoy a wine tasting, feed alpacas, purchase some fresh farm produce, and more all while enjoying an unforgettable overnight stay. Spend the night at a museum, 
wake up to beautiful vineyards, visit unique attractions, or enjoy a local brewery. With thousands of locations, there is something for everyone to enjoy, all with no camping fees. In return, members are asked to support their hosts by purchasing one of their local products with each stay. Looking for a last-minute booking for the solar eclipse in April? Harvest Host opens reservations 90 days in advance and is a great option for those looking for a stellar experience. Visit HarvestHost.com and use promo code ECLIPSE24 to save 20% off of your annual membership today. That's HarvestHost.com and promo code ECLIPSE24 to save 20% off on your annual membership today. Hello, Casita Dean May, and welcome back to the show for the very first time in the 10th anniversary season here in 2024. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing wonderful, and it is, I'm excited to be here in 2024. I'm excited to be here, too, and I'm excited to be here with you, and I'm excited to be wearing matching shirts, and <laughs> yeah. I'm excited, excited to be talking tiny trailers with you. And I, you know, we, before the season started, we kind of got on the phone and talked about some different episode ideas, and you definitely, you know, you wanted to cover trucks because you've been researching trucks a lot. Um, but I've kind of gotten a little bit of an obsession again with tiny trailers, which has always been an obsession with the RV Atlas. You can go back to the beginning, to the early years. We we love to cover tiny trailers. It's the forbidden fruit for me as someone who's had all these bunkhouses over the years. So as I fell into this rabbit hole, I was like, I got to talk with Casita Dean May because I know it's sort of a permanent obsession with you. And, and Dean, you, you're kind of shopping a little bit for your next trailer, aren't you, to some degree? Oh, I think so. Um, I mean, I've been shopping for a truck now for about four years, and, uh, and we're always going to, you know, egg camper rallies and things like that. So we're always uh, sort of looking and even have gotten bold enough to look at a couple of trailers outside of the molded fiberglass world, which is really something for us. But you will always be Casita Dean May. I don't care what you buy, what you buy next. All right, that's a contract yeah. for life you signed with that one. So yep, in this, yep, in yep. This, go ahead. Now I was going to say you're the one that gave me the nickname. So <laughs> one of my proudest moments. Now in this episode, we're, it is the beginning of a two part series. Okay, we're going to do two episodes. 24 tiny trailers that we love in 2024. We're going to do 12 tiny trailers this episode and 12 in a future episode, which will probably just be in about two weeks from now, two or three weeks from now. Um, as a general rule, we tried to stay under 20 feet. Um, we, we may, for one or two picks, go a little bit over 20 feet because we didn't want to be didactic about it. But generally speaking, we're going to be in the world of tiny trailers that are less than 20 feet. And we did not plan it this way. But for the most part, we both picked a lot of niche independent manufacturers. It seems like there's a lot of creativity going on in that world, Dean. Oh, I agree. And I mean, Laura and I liking molded fiberglass campers, that's a niche unto itself. So, uh, and then all of the little niche trailers within that segment. So, yeah, I think even outside of the egg camper world, we tend to be drawn to those uh, niche campers. I had so much fun when you gave me your list. Like last night, I just fell into a rabbit hole on YouTube, started watching videos of all of these. And I was like, oh my gosh, these are such cool picks. Pretty much really different than mine with a few kind of connections. Let's dive in. Uh, and let's okay. talk about your, your first pick, the Arrow Selwood. And I was floored 
watching the YouTube videos on this last night. I will link to them in the show notes. Give us an overview of the Arrow Selwood. Tell us why it's one of your top picks for a tiny trailer in 2024. Okay. And I think one of the reasons it's one of my favorite trailers, which goes back to what you just mentioned, that we do have some differences. Despite us being focused in on sort of uh, niche manufacturers, there were some differences. And I think the differences are related to I'm a 61 year old guy and I value uh, things maybe a little differently and particularly a bathroom a little different than a, 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 a young stud such as yourself that's in his early to mid 40s. So <laughs> uh, let's say mid to late 40s, Dean, but I, I, okay, very, okay. I, all right. I very well, much appreciate being called a young stud. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Aero Selwood. Actually, this is a company out west in, in Oregon, and uh, they specialize in teardrops. So this is their large trailer. So if you can believe this, this Aero Selwood is about 17 feet long. It's about seven and a half feet wide. So for, for Laura and I, with our casita being six feet, eight inches wide, the, uh, that extra space of seven and, a, uh, seven and a half feet would be really nice. You get plenty of headroom in it at six feet, seven inches. The uh, overall height, if you're going to include the air conditioner, is only eight and a half feet. The dry weight, 2,800 pounds, which is quite nice, with a GVWR of... 3,500 pounds. The list price is going to be about around 41.5 to about 44.5. In fact, I've noticed just recently, and a lot of times direct manufacturers, the price is what the price is. They were offering about a $1,900 discount on the sell wood, which would get you some additional options if you wanted to. Uh, fresh water capacity is 15 in their standard model, but again, Laura and I want the one with the bathroom. And I think this is amazing in a trailer this size that the fresh water capacity is 40 gallons with the bathroom. It does not have a black tank, but you, you can have your choice of either putting in a, a cassette or you can put in a composting toilet. And if with the bathroom, rather than 20 gallons of gray water, you can get 40 gallons of gray water. And again, 40 gallons of gray water in a sub 20 foot uh, trailer is is quite, quite impressive. Now, this trailer, I think more than any other trailer I have seen in recent years, I think would hit a chord with somebody who wants a vintage, a vintage look in a modern trailer. Now, a lot of companies have attempted to do that vintage look in a, a modern trailer, and some have met with success and some haven't. But you, you could accidentally mistake this for a trailer from the 1960s if you weren't looking that carefully, like if you were outside of it. The second you step inside, you would notice that it's a modern trailer. But I feel like in terms of, of those two worlds meeting, the vintage look with, with modern amenities, this may be one of the best things out there. I agree. It, it flat out nails that uh, vintage look with modern uh, amenities. Uh, it definitely is that sort of canned hammed uh, style. I'm also, it's really, now again, a couple of the options they offer for additional bunks and hammocks inside the trailer. You could end up sleeping five, six people in this trailer. Now, again, Laura and I wouldn't opt for that, but it would be a very, very comfortable uh, trailer where you've got the gaucho that slides down into a nice size bed at nighttime. You've got a front dinette, which is going to be a little smaller if you get the bathroom option. So it also converts into a bed. And if you want, you can actually get bunks above both 
the gaucho in the back and the dinette in the front. Uh, so it's 17 feet long, but you could actually put your uh, you could put your family in it. And again, it does have that cool retro look, and you can even tailor it and get the stripe on the side of the trailer on whatever color you would prefer. Now those fold down bunks. One of them was they were both impressive on both sides. One was like you're using the curtain to pull out this hammock, and it was really kind of hidden. You would never know it's there until the guy pulls it out and shows you. And then on the other side, and I may be combining the two trailers because I looked at the floor plan with the bathroom and without the bathroom, it's it's this bunk that's built into the upper cabinetry. Yes. You kind of pulled yeah. out. I have never seen anything like this in my life. I do think that those bunks, though the guy says you could sleep adults on them, I do think it would probably work best for a kid, obviously, that right, has to cl- right. climb up there. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree. Uh, and that I have seen that with one other manufacturer, and we'll discuss that in part two, of using a cabinet in which the cabinet face folds down and uh, basically converts into a bunk. All right, what else do you love about this one? There is also a floor plan without a bathroom. Um, the one you like has the bathroom and it has a little kitchen, kitchenette, anything else right, that you, right. that you love about this one. Right. Well, and again, uh, even though it has a lot of modern conveniences in it, you still get a lot of wood. So if you're looking uh, for that canned ham vintage style camper that is modern, but you still want to have that feeling of being, having your camper in the woods and have that sort of birch wood look interior. Uh, they do a great job. And like I said, I've researched their teardrops, you know, a bit as well. And I'm just impressed with uh, the the quality of their work. And it's this is made in Wilsonville, Oregon. And a lot of the right. trailers we're going to feature in these two episodes are not uh, made in Elkhart, Indiana. They're, they're made in different parts of the country, actually. And, you know, something like 90% of RVs are made in, in the Elkhart area. Uh, but when you take that other 10%, they are sort of made all around the country. So this is a great pick. I mean, do you think this is a possibility for you in the future? Or is this just one you're kind of admiring from a distance? Now, I'll be honest with you. With Laura and I having a 17-foot long trailer, uh, if we're going to get another trailer, we're probably going to jump up to, we would really like to stay at around 21 feet. Uh, so this would be one of those things as an alternative, if I would have discovered this trailer as an alternative to the Casita, but, uh, given its size and it's the same size, I think we'll stay with our Casita and maybe opt for just a little more length. If we ever decide to, to cash in on the Casita. It seems like when you're at 16 to 18 feet, you're going to have a wet bath. If you have anything for a bathroom and you're going to have a really small kitchen where once you jump to sort of 2021 feet, it seems it becomes possible to have a regular bathroom or a spacious wet bath and a kitchen with some counter space. It seems like that's where those three feet end up going. Right, right. All right, Jeremy, now that we've uh, kind of reviewed the uh, Aero Selwood, what do you have on your list? My first pick is by a company called Rock Trailers, R-O-C Trailers. They build these in Georgia. Again, it's an independent company. And I met the owner at the Philadelphia Auto Show. This company makes teardrops, and it's sort of an homage to classic teardrops, but they have sort of a very modern slash space age look to them. 
uh, very rugged, very much meant for for off-roading, for off-road, off-grid, and they are equipped to go off-road, absolutely. My pick is the ALD09, which I want to call the Aldo 9, because that's what it looks like, but I believe it's the ALD09. It starts at only $16,999. Now, obviously, as you add solar and you add features, that price is going to jump. But it is quite a reasonable price for an off-road, off-grid teardrop trailer. Um, th- what they, how they describe these on the website, quote, honoring the history of teardrop campers, the rock designs improve on the past to create a more efficient and comfortable environment to inhabit and enjoy. They're using all composite materials. I, I don't, there might be wood. I don't think there's wood on anything here. Lots of upgrade options. Lots of great color choices. Now, I'm finding that with a lot of the trailers that I picked is that sometimes there's five or six or seven or eight color options, more like what you'd see when you're buying a truck or an automobile as opposed to buying an RV. There are often no color choices at all. And it seems like they are matching, they're giving you color options where you could match this to your Jeep or Bronco. At least like some of them seem to match the, the colors of the Jeeps and Broncos. These are obviously super lightweight, towable by Jeeps or Broncos. Um, The thing I love the most about it, and partly why I'm obsessed with these small teardrop and teardrop plus, let's call them, type campers, I love the outdoor kitchens on these. And this one has a really elegant but practical outdoor kitchen. The door flips down instead of up because you're going to have an awning above your head. And this outdoor kitchen has tons of counter space and tons of storage. Now, a lot of the outdoor kitchens made in RVs and Elkhart, I feel are too crammed full of stuff, like big refrigerators and pull-out griddles. And I feel like these kind of more off-road, off-grid companies that are making these smaller trailers are kind of smart. And they know that people want to bring their own gear with them and outfit things with their own gear. So I feel like they're giving you the room and space to do that instead of you know shoving something into every little nook and cranny. Um, the one I saw at the Philly Auto Show had the rooftop tent on top as well. And it was a very crafty design because the back of this teardrop arches down. And so they had a, a removable solar panel on that part that arches down. So you can actually have the rooftop tent and solar panels on it which obviously the rooftop tent would block the sun, but once you get set up at your campsite, you just remove this this solar panel. So this is a super cool company. I think on the cutting edge of what's going on out there in small trailer design, particularly for the kind of the overlanding crowd. Now, is this also, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the, at their website right now. Uh, have one of the axle, have the independent suspension Yes. Now I'm not, I'm, I, I believe they all have an independent suspension, a suspension, but I might be getting confused with another company where it's an option. I'll answer that question in the show notes, but I do believe this has an independent suspension and they all come that way. But one of the companies I covered, it comes with an axle, but you can upgrade to one without an axle. But I think that's another company and not, um, not rock. I think they do have all of the independent suspensions on them, which are so popular in the overlanding crowd. I think it's interesting in these small teardrops, most RVs, regular trailers, they may have an outdoor kitchen that doesn't impress me, but these little teardrops, 
to have that clamshell style or that rear kitchen, boy, they know how to uh, make use of space and how to utilize a, a, a an outdoor kitchen. They're nicer than the outdoor kitchens on a lot of 30-foot RVs. You know, you're talking right, about 15-foot right. RVs. And because, like you said, they're utilizing the rear of the of the coach, as it were. Now, Dean, your next pick, I watched a YouTube video last night by the Uprooted Traveler. A really, really cute couple gave a great tour of their Safari Condo Alto R1723. I fell in love with this thing. This thing is right. so cool and so unique. Tell us about it. Tell us what you loved. Right. This is an amazing company out of uh, Quebec, Canada. Uh, they've, for probably over two decades longer, they they specialize in Class Bs. And then uh, many, many years ago, they decided to do their first trailer. So it's the Safari Condo Alto. That is their trailer line. And then they make different trailers. This was probably one of their original trailers. And they've, uh, uh, they've probably got, oh, five, six different trailers that go up to uh, the 24-foot trailers. These trailers are extremely lightweight. They are made out of an alufiber exterior and an aluminum interior that has a honeycomb uh, composite walls in, in the ceilings uh, that really, really make it uh, very lightweight. Even their 24-foot trailer, if you can get this, their dry weight is below 3,000 pounds on a 24 foot long trailer. Uh, this particular trailer, if you take from Canadian dollars and convert it into US dollars, would list for about $33,000. The other thing that is really unique about this is it's an oversized teardrop, but it has a retractable uh, electric roof. So you can raise the roof and lo lower the roof while you're traveling or have it in your garage because it's not particularly tall. And then you can raise the roof and you've got beautiful glass on each side of the, the RV. And I've actually, I've had an egg camper friend that got rid of his egg camper, him and his wife did, and bought one of these. So I've actually had a chance to be in one of these and they are spectacular. It's about 17 feet long, about seven feet wide. Uh, when the roof is down, it's only five feet, four inches tall. But once you raise that roof, it's nearly seven feet tall. You, you, know, you see, you got seven feet inside it. So it's six feet, 10 inches. Uh, and then the overall height, if you're outside, would be about seven and a half feet with the roof down and about nine feet with uh, the roof up. Dry weight is under 2,000 pounds. Uh, so very lightweight. Has a GVWR of 3,000 pounds, so you still have 1,000 pounds of cargo carrying capacity. In terms of your fresh water, you got 26 gallons, which I think is pretty, pretty good in a trailer. In fact, that's very good for a trailer this size. Black tank at 14 gallons is plenty, and gray tank is uh, 24 gallons, which is fine. Um, always been one of those. The, the more gray water I can get, uh, the better. Uh, so I think. I was just, I, no, go ahead, go ahead and finish. And then I have a bunch of comments. Okay. I, I was going to say, I think what really makes this trailer unique is that retractable roof. But I also wanted to mention that Safari Condo on all of their single axle trailers, which is all of their trailers other than their 24 footer, which is a double axle. They use what you can get as an option. It's called a caravan mover, which are electric motors that can, will, when you program it via a uh, remote control will push up against the tires and you can use a remote control 
to move the trailer around. So if you have a tight garage or you're at a really particularly tough campsite or you want to use it to help hitch up to your tow vehicle, that is it. I've not seen any uh, trailer that does what the Safari Condo can do in terms of that caravan mover and then combine that with the uh, retractable electric roof. It's a pretty unique trailer. Those two features floored me and made me feel like this trailer's from the future. And that retractable roof, the windows are so beautiful and gives you such a beautiful view of the campsite around you. Uh, I was I was so impressed with this. I mean, I, I, the whole time they were giving this tour, I was thinking, oh man, I would love to, I would love to have a trailer like this with Stephanie. I did feel like you'd have to be pretty minimalistic in terms of what you bring and, and what you store and what you take with you. Like, do you think this is a realistic option for, for you and Laura? Or again, is this just one that we're sort of daydreaming about? Okay, the, the one limitation for Laura and I, now I still think it's spectacular that you can get a 17-foot trailer with a retractable roof uh, that makes it you know 75% more aerodynamic going down the road. But the disadvantage to that is you don't have even what I call a traditional wet bath. It does have a wet bath, but ironically, the walls of the bathroom are only about four feet tall. So if you were sitting on the commode, you're gonna you're from shoulders up is going to be exposed, except it does have a track around the roof that you can pull the curtain around for showering, or I guess if you'd want some additional privacy. So for Laura and I, I probably would not pick this trailer, even though it is spectacular in so many ways, it, but, but because of the wet bath uh, being designed the, the way that it is. But again, 17-foot trailer that does give you the option. You don't have to get it with the wet bath, but uh, the one that I was in, actually, they did have the wet bath. All right, those of you listening, we will have links to these different tiny trailers on our website. We'll have links to some of the videos that we're talking about, and we will have pictures as well. My 10-year-old son, Wesley, was watching this video with me last night, and as soon as he saw that bathroom with the curtain, he said, Dad, I couldn't do that one. What would you do? What would <laughs> right. you do if you were camping with friends? You know, like he's just, that was like a no-go for him. So overall, though, right. I was super, super impressed with the Safari Condo Alto R1723 doesn't even seem like a bad price to me. No, no, not not too bad. All right, Jeremy, so let's hear your second pick. All right, I am now officially obsessed with a company called Encore RV. Now, when I was doing some work with Ember, Encore RV made their debut around the same time. It, they kind of made a quiet debut. I mean, it definitely got, you know, some buzz going, but it seemed like a, you know, just like a smaller, simpler start to this company. But they have built some incredible momentum and gone from one or two floor plans to like, I don't know, there's like 10 floor plans right now. And I'm fascinated by their whole lineup. If there's any company making tiny trailers where I'm sort of just into it and watching the videos and just like really impressed by design. It, Encore RV is, is one of the two companies I'm most obsessed with. The other one, my friend, Casita Dean May, you are also kind of obsessed with, and that is Intech mm. RV. And I, I love what both of these companies are doing. Now, after a little bit of digging, I discovered that the founder of Encore RV, his name is Rich Schnippel, uh, and I think I pronounced that correctly. He was the director of sales and marketing at Intech for many, many years. 
left Intech, then had a non-compete for, I believe, two years, and then founded Encore RV. So you will see some like a similar DNA in both of their lineups, though it's not obvious. You know, you have to kind of go. I mean, once I, I realized, oh, this guy worked at Intech, then I was like, oh, this makes sense now because he was involved in some of the product design at Intech as well. And again, I don't know much, too much about him. I don't know too much about these two companies in the backstory, but um, I'm loving what Encore is doing and I'm loving what Intech is doing. But this pick is the Encore RV ROG 12RK Adventure Series. For me, I would put this in the category of like a what I would call a teardrop plus. And what I mean by that, and I love this whole genre, is it's it's kind of the teardrop concept where there's a bed inside, but it's just a little bit bigger so that that bed can actually be folded up into like a futon and a sitting area. I really like that. I think I would have a very hard time getting a teardrop where it was just a bed and that's all it was in there. In these, you can sit and kind of have a, a couch or then you can fold, fold it out for bed at night. Um, again, the thing I love the most about this ROG 12RK, the outdoor kitchen is awesome. Like I just want to be cooking outside of this outdoor kitchen. Lots of counter space, lots of functional storage. You can get it with a microwave or without. I really like when you get choices like that so you can decide how much storage you want or if you use a microwave or you don't. Um, some of the, the stats on this one. The dry weight without any options is under 1,800 pounds. Uh, the dry weight equipped, they say, I guess with all the options, is just over 2,000 pounds. The GVWR is 3,500 pounds, so you have a lot of cargo carrying capacity. And this one is just about 15 feet long. Um, this is very much intended for the overlanding crowd, for it, it, people that are into the adventure camper. Um, I'd probably just take it to KOA and call it a day. Um, but you could <laughs> certainly, you could certainly do some serious overlanding. They have an overland package, which that that's the one that gives you the axleless suspension. Okay, so I believe I believe with this company, standard is an, an, a suspension with an axle, and then you can upgrade to an axleless suspension with a four-inch lift, and then you can get the articulating hitch, which is really popular in the overlanding community, and you can get some heavy-duty fenders. There's also a power-up package, which gives you more lithium, more solar panels. Um, this segment, this overlanding segment, is exploding. There are so many companies building trailers for people that are interested in overlanding. And most of those companies are operating far, far away from Elkhart, Indiana. Okay. They are, they are independent companies in Colorado, wherever they might be. This is an Elkhart company. And I think, and I, you know, I'm not, they didn't say this, I'm saying this. I think they are trying to create a truly terrific overland camper at a little bit of a better price point. Because I think a lot of these independent companies from all over the country, you know, the prices definitely can get up there pretty quickly. But I think the fact that this company has Elkhart DNA is probably helping them keep the cost down a little bit while still using really good materials. They say there is no wood in this trailer, period. And I think that we are going to see things really move in that, in that direction in so many different types of RVs. You're going to have composites, that can't be damaged by water, can't be damaged by leaks. That's a good thing. 
that's an advanced, that's an advancement in the RV industry. So I love all of these Encore RVs. This is just one floor plan. I like a lot of them, but this one's my favorite. All right. Ironically, Laura and I attended the uh, Nashville RV uh, show about three weeks ago, and they had the Encore. They had this exact floor plan, the ROG 12 RK, and I got a chance to look at that outdoor kitchen. So it is a very, very sharp trailer. I'm very impressed. Yeah, everything about it seems to be very good quality. Now, if if you go back and forth between Encore and Intech, you will see uh, some comparable trailers in each lineup, and then you'll see some things that are very, very different, and the look is very, very different. Um, but I'm super interested, and I don't know if I had the price point on that one. Let me just see really quickly. Yeah, so the starting price on this Encore RV um, ROG 12RK is $22K, $22,000. Again, you're going to you know, add equipment, and that price is going to go up. But I get the sense that this is definitely five dollars or $10,000 less than a lot of the comparable overlanding trailers built outside of the great state of Indiana. Um, and I'm imagining if this guy spent a long time at Intech in sales and marketing that he knows the purchasing process for a lot of these, these parts, where a lot of the independent companies that are all over the country probably do have a very, very difficult time sec- securing all the materials that they need. All right, we are going to come back in a second with more picks from Dean and, and Jeremy. This is a two-part series, 24 tiny trailers that we love in 2024. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Spacious Skies Campgrounds. Take your indoors outdoors with Spacious Skies Campgrounds, a collection of 15 campgrounds and RV parks spanning the eastern United States. Each location is unique, but all offer the perfect escape to the great outdoors. Whether you are looking for a relaxing weekend getaway, a full week's vacation, or a beautiful seasonal site, we welcome and invite all campers to camp on with Spacious Skies Campgrounds. Choose from RV sites, cabins, yurts, retro RV rentals, or tent sites, and enjoy on-site amenities that offer convenience, creature comforts, and fun. Also make sure to check out Spacious Skies Campground's Cosmic Camper Loyalty Program for 12% off all reservations and exclusive deals. Spacious Skies Campgrounds also invites you to join them for a winter camping getaway with eight campgrounds that are open year-round, including locations in New Hampshire, New Jersey, Virginia, North and South Carolina, and Tennessee and Georgia. Whether you are a lifelong camper or new to nature, plan your next outdoor adventure with Spacious Skies Campgrounds. Visit them at SpaciousSkiesCampgrounds.com for more information and easy online booking. That's SpaciousSkiesCampgrounds.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here with my good friend, Casita Dean May, and we are talking about 24 tiny trailers that we love in 2024. We're splitting this up into two very juicy, juicy episodes. Both Dean and I have been obsessing over tiny trailers. Dean, your next pick has been a favorite of mine since I first saw one of these at the Florida RV Super Show probably six or seven years ago. So what is your next pick, which we both love very much? All right. Now, and you and I didn't go over our list. Uh, We picked our our, our six trailers independently, and both of us have uh, a tax a trailer, not to steal too much of your thunder, but... uh, uh, I picked the Taxa Cricket, and I actually had a chance to see one. The first time I saw one, 
was on my, uh, Laura and I were traveling to the, uh, uh, to the rally that you guys were sponsoring in Eastern Pennsylvania. And we were at Rocky Gap uh, Campground in Maryland, and I got a chance to see a tax of cricket. So needless to say, I've been a fan for about eight years uh, of these, these campers. Uh, the, the cricket, again, this is going to be one of these campers. It does not have a wet, even a wet bath. Uh, you can have a cassette uh, toilet with it that you can stow away. So it's going to be one of those campers of rather than being 61, if I were you know 31 or 21, I would be much more interested in it. But I love the taxa products. Uh, and we'll, you, know, you may mention a little bit about the ownership. Uh, you know, a guy that worked, uh, initial, the initial owner of the company, you know, worked for NASA. So a lot of their designs are sort of NASA inspired. Uh, it was that Garrett Finney. Am I getting that name right? I think, yeah, that, yes. I think he's Garrett, the, I think, uh, yeah. I think he, right. was, he was the NASA engineer. The, 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 again, this is a trailer. It is completely unique. There is nothing about nothing, this that looks like right. the, the products being made in, in the RV industry right now. There, there is nothing comparable to the, the taxa lineup of trailers. They are doing something completely unique. And for that, I, I give them credit. So, so what are some of the dimensions and the key features that okay, make this such a cool trailer? And the, the taxa, I actually think, given what you're getting, is a, a interesting price point at about $30,000. It's 15 feet long. It's a little over six and a half uh, feet wide. So if you want to do some overlanding with it, you could. They even have an overlanding trim level if you want that. And again, this is one of these that has a a it has a pop-up roof, like a, like a, a canvas pop-up uh, roof that will give you more room. The interior height, if when you have the roof closed, is just over four feet. But when you do that pop up, you've got six feet ten inches of 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 places to stand, and you can look around, see what's going on. So it definitely brings the outside into the uh, into the camper. Uh, otherwise, it's it's six feet eleven inches with the roof closed, and about nine feet with the roof roof open in terms of the overall exterior height. Dry weight, 1,750 pounds, so it's pretty lightweight. The GVWR is 2,700 pounds, so again, plenty of room for uh, cargo carrying capacity. Fresh water, about 15 gallons. It doesn't have a black tank, uh, again, since you don't have a wet bath, but you can have a cassette toilet. And gray water uh, capacity is about 16 gallons. Uh, and again, this is one of these companies. It's uh, made out of Houston, Texas, so a pretty good distance uh, from Elkhart, uh, Indiana. Uh, and it's also just the way that it's made. It even sounds like it's made like a, a rocket. It's like Kynar painted aluminum composition panel construction. So, I mean, it's a, a very interesting, very unique looking trailer. And at one point, the original owner, you know, we were talking about Garrett Finney, he was a, a senior architect for NASA's Habitility Design Center. So uh, he designs uh, habitats for NASA. And I think that they call these habitats. I, I don't think that they okay. call them RVs. I think that that's very intentional. Uh, I love the openness, the airiness. This is a camping vehicle. It yes. really, It yes. really doesn't almost doesn't seem like an RV. And if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Like it just seems like an advanced camping habitat. 
Uh, love the storage option in here. I'm not super bothered by the cassette toilet necessarily. I, I get your point, Dean, that at a certain point, you know, I don't know if I could convince Stephanie into doing something like that. Um, very unique look on these. And I, I, I love everything that Taxa does. I love the whole lineup. If you haven't checked out Taxa, go to their website, look at all of the different things that they have. Uh, and there's also the rear hatch, right? Forgive me if you mentioned that. Yeah. But it has like a no, little bit no, of a I was, toy holder that's kind the other of capacity. Thing that I wanted to mention, in addition to your traditional RV door on the side of the trailer, it does have a rear hatch that you know has uh, functional uses as well as uh, another opportunity to bring the outdoors into the camper. And it's very, very much a, a, a camping habitat. <laughs> and they use egg crates that uh, for a lot of their storage. Uh, instead of traditional shelves, they have actual egg crates there that can be removed and carried out to the campsite for for whatever you want. Now, I also picked the Taxa, um, and I did not know you were going to be picking one, but I picked the Taxa Mantis, which is a, a kind of a larger version of the Cricket, though it it is quite different in a lot of ways. It's more of the 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 one that's built for families. Now, the Taxa Mantis is going to start at about forty thousand. I think you said about thirty thousand, right, for the right, Cricket. Right. So you're you're jumping up about ten grand, but you're getting a larger trailer. This is nineteen feet in length. Uh, again, it has that pop-top roof, so when the roof is down, this is storable in a garage, as is the Cricket, which is really cool if you want to you know, keep something for 20 years. Um, storing it in a garage is really going to help. The dry weight is just over 3,000 pounds. It sleeps for adults. I love the floor plan here. You walk in, and there's a sofa to the right, which also can be turned into uh, a lower bunk. And then there's a upper bunk there. So you could have two sleeping spots, definitely for, for kids, larger kids, even adults. Again, there's an area for a cassette toilet. Okay. There's not a bathroom. Though they also have a shower kind of pan set up that folds down and a curtain comes out. So you can shower in here. I'd be very, I mean, honestly, I'd be very curious to like see how it works and see if you got the entire trailer soaking wet using it. Um, hopefully it works really well. Then you have a really cool kitchen on one side with lots of good storage, a spice rack, a sink, two burners. And on the other side, you have a space for a cooler. You have a storage tower for clothing. And in the back, you have sort of a U-shaped dinette that also would fold down into a really, really large bed. So there's a lot of space, a lot of room in this one. It just, when I see it, it makes me want to go out on a camping adventure it makes me want to get out into national forest land or public land. And you can certainly get this one equipped for overlanding and get this one equipped with solar. And I believe um, you can you can put a rooftop tent on this one, which at first I was like, how do they do that? Because it has that huge pop-up roof, but you can put the rooftop tent on the back and it would sort of hang off the back a little bit. So you could equip it that way and get even more sleeping on there. I love both of these, Casita mm -hmm. Dime. I love both of these taxes. I'm guessing yes, for you, yeah. again, this is one you're admiring from a distance and not something that you would really consider for a purchase for, for you and Laura. Right. Uh, and in fact, but if we were to purchase a taxa product, I, Laura and I would pick the Mantis. I picked the Cricket just because it's so unique. And I mean, well, for that matter, so is the Mantis. Uh, but I like the extra room of, of the Mantis. I love smaller trailers that have a bed and a couch. 
it's really important to me that, you know, Stephanie goes to bed a little bit earlier than I do. I have somewhere I can sit and I can read. And yes. uh, the, the Taximantis has really got that in right. a nice way. Right. right. Let's go on to the Tab 400 by Newcamp, another really great company known for quality products. Tell us some specs and what you love about this one. Right. And again, this is, you know, New Camp is a company that does do that. They specialize in small campers. And in fact, the Tab 400 is, is I believe, their largest uh, uh, camper. Uh, you're basically the prices on this. And again, this is uh, where it's with a dealer network trying to find what the actual MSRP is. I had a little bit of difficulty on it, but I saw these listed anywhere between 40000 and 55000 But I would expect that you could get those, uh, you know, get those discounted. Uh, the Tab 400 is 18 feet long. It's a little over seven and a half feet wide. Uh, at And again, a bit of a teardrop shape to it. So the tallest point on the inside is about six foot seven. Uh, the overall height outside is, uh, depending upon which trim you get of the Tab 400, between eight nine and eight eleven. So it's under nine feet tall. Dry weight twenty nine hundred pounds, you know, plus or minus GVWR. Uh, rather than thirty five hundred, it's thirty nine hundred. So again, you got about a thousand pounds of cargo uh, carrying capacity there. Fresh water's twenty five gallons has a wet a very small wet bath in it i've actually been in it uh black tank of uh 16 gallons gray tank of 18 gallons uh and new camp uh, they're manufactured in in ohio uh again it's got a wet bath uh that's uh i think nice for its size but it is pretty tight and the other thing with the tab 400s you can get a you know some different looks if you want the classic you can get the classic if you want the boondock version you can do that and they even have a uh, a black canyon edition that's new if i think for 2024 and you can even get a little bunk option in these as well so you can sleep more than 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 a couple I saw that bunk option at the Florida RV Super Show a year or two ago it was really really cool the way they pulled off that floor plan these are really cute. And, and again, I think they'd be super appealing to somebody that maybe somewhere deep in their heart wants a vintage RV from the 50s or 60s, but doesn't actually mm -hmm. kind of want to deal with that and just wants something with the look and the vibe. This passes that vibe check, to use Stephanie's phrase. I mean, this just has that retro vibe to it with all the modern features, all the modern amenities, and lots of color options. I am a real fan of what New Camp does. And for everyone listening, you know, we all know there's a lot of complaints about quality in the RV industry. Uh, and I'm not completely dismissing those, but there are also many companies that are making products with a great reputation for quality. Uh, and I, I do want to highlight them this year on the RV Atlas podcast. And that was another reason I wanted to do this show is to just kind of shout out some of these companies that have just, the, New Camp has a loyal following. Like you said, you know, you know people that will only get a fiberglass camper or will only get an Oliver or will only get a Casita. There are people that will just go from one new camp to another, right? Because they're loyal to, to that brand. So great pick, Casita Dean May. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's hear your next pick, Jeremy. Right. This is a little hard for me. Um, my next pick is the Airstream Base Camp 16. Those that follow the RV Atlas know that we owned 
an Airstream Basecamp 16 for about a year. And it, Stephanie bought it and Stephanie sold it. And I am really missing it. I'm really kind of sad we sold it. I understand why she wasn't using it quite as much as she thought. Uh, she thought she'd use it for her office every day. It didn't end up really being what she wanted for an office. And quite frankly, she didn't want the payment and didn't want the debt. So it was a very smart financial decision. We unloaded it at a really good price at a really good time. But I loved and adored this little Airstream base camp. The price starts at about 46.9. We bought ours used, and it's not hard to find one that's a couple years old for 31, 32, 33, $34,000. It's about 16 feet, two inches long. In, uh, the exterior width is seven feet. The interior width is six feet, four and a half inches. I just love the floor plan. You walk in, and there's a wraparound kitchen in the front with gorgeous wraparound windows. An amazing place to kind of wake up and make your coffee, do a little bit of cooking on the inside. Then there was a spacious wet bath, and it really truly was a spacious, workable wet bath. And then there was a large, um, two large sofas in the back, almost like they almost look like twin beds, but it's like a sofa on each side that folds down into a larger bed, which was very comfortable. Um, I feel like this is a great couples coach. It is lacking the place to sleep and a separate place to sit and read, which is one of the things I care most about. Uh, but other than that, I loved almost everything about this. It had the rear door, uh, like the taxa models, which would make it easy to get a foldable e-bike in or surfboards in. A really cute, cool adventure vehicle. And I like the fact that you can get an Airstream for less than $50,000. Okay, this is not the traditional Airstream look. It's a different look, but it is still very, very much an Airstream. Um, Freshwater is 21 gallons. And then there's like a combined, I think, uh, black and gray at 24 gallons. Comes with a furnace, uh, comes with a Truma Combi, I believe. Really cool rig. Uh, for a very short time in my life, I was an Airstream owner. Maybe one day I'll be an Airstream owner again. Yeah. All right, we are going to come back in a second. We've got more picks, uh, four more, two more from Dean, two more from Jeremy. Uh, and there's some really cool ones, some of my favorites on the whole show. But before we dive into that last round of picks, we have a sponsored message from our friends at RV Share. With over 4 million nights booked and thousands of five-star reviews from happy customers, RV Share is America's number one RV rental site. With a wide-ranging inventory from affordable pop-up campers to luxury motorhomes, RV Share has a rental that is perfect for you. Whether you are looking for a pet-friendly RV or an RV that can be delivered directly to your campsite, RV Share makes the entire rental process simple and fun. Each booking on RV Share also includes 24-7 roadside assistance for the ultimate peace of mind on the road. No matter where the open road is taking you, get ready to use your outside voice because as soon as you step inside your RV rental, the adventure begins. Book your RV now for the solar eclipse this April and make sure to check out RV Share's total solar eclipse RV guide on RVShare.com. This landing page has great resources like solar eclipse packing tips and lists, solar eclipse family activities, and links to rentals in each state in the path of totality. Check out RVShare.com to find out more and use promo code RVAtlas30 for $30 off a booking of $500 or more. That's RVShare.com and promo code RVAtlas30 for $30 off a booking of $500 or more. 
Welcome back to the show, Casita Dean May. Your next pick is awesome. I could truly, truly see myself purchasing this when I am in the market for a couples coach with Stephanie. This would actually, this would be a legitimate top five pick for me. So t- tell us about the Intec Soul Dusk. Okay. First, I'd like to thank you for allowing me to break the rule of having one trailer that is slightly over 20 feet. And the uh, Intex Soul Dusk is 20 feet, eight inches. But I can still make up for that for folks that are looking for less than 20 feet in that they really need to go on the website and just check out uh, the Intex Soul line. So the Soul line is a small, is a smaller trailer. You can get the Dawn. You can get the Eclipse and you can get the Horizon, which are 16 feet, and then the other two are 19 feet. I just wanted to pick this one because it's brand new. It's 20 feet, 8 inches long, and it has twin beds in it. So, again, for Laura and I thinking about a couple's rig, uh, we and this would I will have to admit to you that this trailer is as about as close as you can get to getting Laura and I out of the uh, molded fiberglass wor- uh, world. Uh, MSRP on the trailer is just under $45,000. As I mentioned previously, it's 20 feet and eight inches uh, long. It's seven feet wide. The box is, however, the axle is on the outside of the box on each side. You got the wheel on each side. So it's actually about eight and a half feet wide, but you do have the seven foot wide box. Interior height is 6'6", six, six. overall height is under 10 feet, so you've got it at 9'7", so it would fit in our garage that we built for the Casita. The uh, dry weight is between 3,600 pounds and 4,000 pounds, so probably a little heavier than most of the trailers that we've covered. GVWR is 4,800 pounds. Freshwater, 28 gallons. Uh, they have a combined black and gray tank of 32 gallons, which is a major demerit for Laura and I. But again, I understand that this is a smaller trailer, and Intec offers larger trailers with traditional black tank and uh, and gray tanks. Uh, this trailer is made in Napanee, uh, Indiana, which I guess is probably kind of pretty close to uh, Elkhart, isn't it, Jeremy? It is definitely in that that circle of play- Yes, absolutely. So, and I assume that there are things about the Intech that both that you and I are both just love. The fact that it's a all aluminum frame and cage. Uh, you got a one piece fiberglass roof. Uh, you have bubble foil insulation, and just their all aluminum construction. I think is is really really impressive. And like I said, it's you and you go in it and you want to talk about contemporary. I actually think it gives Airstream and even an Oliver, which is you know that's the ultimate egg camper. Their interiors are just beautiful. I do really think that they they'll look like Airstream interiors, and I mean that is a the ultimate compliment. Um, so much style on the interior and exterior of these Intech RVs. They are again completely unique there is nothing there is nothing that looks like them and though i said that there kind of is a overlapping dna between intech and encore the exterior look is very different uh from intech to encore but you do have some similar floor plans now when you say this has a fiberglass roof you got to realize that like when you go from a motorhome without a fiberglass roof like a jayco red hawk to a motorhome with a fiberglass roof, like a Jayco Greyhawk, 
that's like a $10,000 difference. So uh, getting a fiberglass roof is, is great. And these, all of the prices, all of these RVs that we're talking about, I know they're more expensive than a lot of conventional RVs, and maybe they feel like they're twice as expensive. But when you consider the materials that are used to build these RVs in terms of aluminum frame construction, et cetera, et cetera, these prices all actually seem reasonable to me because hopefully they're all more heirloom products that you're going to own for a decade or perhaps two decades or perhaps give to the kids. Now, I can't say that is God's truth. I haven't, I haven't owned one of these for 10 or 20 years, but, and a lot of these companies haven't even been around for 20, 10 or 20 years besides Airstream. But I think that there's the possibility that you're buying something that if you take care of will last you perhaps a couple of generations. I mean, would you agree with that, Dean, that these, these are, a lot of these are products that could last a long, long time. Right. With the all aluminum construction, you've got welds rather than, rather than screws. Uh, and it's even an all aluminum uh, trailer frame as well. So they're very, and I mean, like Oliver, which is a you know, $100,000 uh, travel trailer has all aluminum uh, uh, trailers that they end up using. So I'm, like I said, I'm very, very impressed with the, uh, the, with the Intech, the Soul Line, and Laura and I both love the, uh, the dusk. Now we can jump up and get into their 26 footer, but that's a, that's a different, uh, different story. Probably not a tiny trailer. Now, Dean, I'm also right. a fan of twin beds and I'll tell you why I love to snuggle as much as anybody else does. But I love the fact that with a twin bed, I can go to bed later or I can get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and not bother Stephanie or wake her up. So I would totally consider a twin bed option. And I love just having the aisle in the middle. It just seems right. to make a lot of things easier to have the aisle in the middle and sort of the bed on either side. And a lot of these companies that we're talking about do have options with, with twin beds, uh, which I think is a great option. Right, right. I, I have I have an Intech too. Let me just let's quickly, let's hear about your Intech. Well, and the cool thing about Intech, we had them on the podcast a few months back, is they have these different product lineups, and they're almost like look like it's a different company. They're really, really different. I love their Intech Flyer lineup, uh, and in particular, I like the Intech Flyer Discover, which starts at twenty eight k and is eighteen feet long. This is one of the coolest floor plans out there for me. It's a smaller toy hauler with tip-out beds on, on one or both sides. So picture a hybrid, like a Rockwood Roo or the hybrids that Jayco used to make, except both of these are on the side. You can get it with one tip-out or, or two. And because the beds fold back in, you have the entire center space to use as toy hauler space, as it were. This has a, a kitchen all the way in the front of the coach that has a lot of the basics. There's no bathroom here. So this is, I would have a very difficult time um, convincing my wife, Stephanie, to get something like this. But for me, for a trip with the boys, a surf trip, taking kayaks, taking mountain yep. bikes somewhere, just bring a cassette toilet and call it a day. I love that this comes in five different colors, charcoal storm, silver moon, arctic white, red blaze, midnight black. Um, and this dry, this weighs under 3,000 pounds. Uh, and then it has massive carrying capacity because it's a toy hauler. And you can put your, your four by fours in there or whatever you want in there. Um, 
such a cool concept by Intech. And now you're seeing Encore make something similar as well. So Dean, we both love Intech. Let's leave it yes, at that. Yes, we do. <laughs> we also know that you love Casita. So your last pick for this episode is uh, the Casita 17 Freedom Deluxe. Tell us why you love it. Right. And I tell you what, Laura and I have, as of today, we've camped 374 nights in it to 15 states, and we've towed it towed it 32,000 miles. And I got very, very lucky. I know that when I was first learning about RVing through, uh, you know, through the podcast and you know, in all kinds of research, they say buy your third RV first. And somehow, Laura and I, I guess I got lucky with the research. Uh, here we are, you know, eight years later, uh, and we still absolutely love this trailer. Uh, and I, you know, casitas are are wonderful, small, molded fiberglass uh, campers. So it's got a top shell and a bottom shell and a belly band that seals them uh, together. Uh, starting price on a casita, given today's prices at $27,000, I think it's pretty darn good. It's 17 feet long. It's six feet, eight inches wide. You get uh, interior height is six feet, two inches. So if you're if you're much taller than six feet, you may have a little bit of an issue there. The overall height is eight feet, 11 inches, unless you get a lift kit on it, which Laura and I have. And But we're still at about nine, three or nine, four. Dry weight is 2,200 to 2,500 pounds. GVWR is 3,500 pounds. So again, plenty of cargo carrying capacity. I can't imagine ever putting enough stuff in it to get close to uh, 3,500. And the Casita, you can get a 16-gallon fresh or you can upgrade to a 23-gallon fresh tank. Black tank is uh, 15 gallons. Laura and I can go seven days. Uh, easily without filling up uh, the black tank. The gray tank is a very, very respectable 32 gallons. And I will challenge any small camper under under 20 feet to have the the tank capacities of the Casita, which is a critical variable for Laura and I, if we're going to think about another uh, camper. Uh, Casitas, that's direct manufacturer, they're made in Rice, uh, Texas. And we have what's called the Freedom Deluxe. So across the back, you have a four-person dinette that most people keep down into a bed all the time. So it's a good, comfortable double bed. The disadvantage is it's an east-west bed, so you do have to do the crawl over. Then we have a two-person uh, swivel chairs, and they are so comfortable. You can get a two-person dinette, which is called the Spirit Deluxe. Laura and I have the Freedom Deluxe, which are the swivel chairs. And then you have a wet bath across the front and a small kitchen with a 4.6 liter uh, uh, refrigerator. Uh, so you've got your kitchen, you've got your bed, you've got a place to sleep independent, you've got a wet bath, and you have decent uh, tank capacities. And if you want to mix up the floor plan a little bit, you can get the freedom, you can get the spirit, you can get the liberty, you can get the independence, you can get the heritage. So they kind of like to mix up with their uh, their patriotic uh, names there. If you don't want the bathroom, you can get a, uh, a couch across the front. But again, you know that Laura and I are going to go with, uh, uh, with the, the bathroom since it's just the two of us. And then you can get bunk options. Now, I wouldn't recommend it, but you can you can option a casita to sleep six people, which would be pretty crazy. But it's perfect for two. I, I see 
why jumping up to that intake and getting a larger trailer with smaller tanks would be hard for you yes. guys. And it's not that you're ne- and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not that you're necessarily boondocking all over the place. But I think that you're at a lot of state parks without hookups, right? And without uh, correct, uh, right? So that's why you still would value those tank sizes quite a bit. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, Laura and I don't really boondock, but but I also know we've again with as much as we've camped. Gray water is more of an issue than black water, but I do have a little 12-gallon Thetford that if Laura likes to shower in the casita, so if we don't have hookups and I want to drain 12 gallons of, of gray water uh, to, for a little extra capacity and you know and take that to the dump station, I can do it. But I don't like the thought of the combined black and gray that if we end up filling it up, now I've, I've got to deal with black water. So I, I like the casitas. For me, the casita is the benchmark by which I measure all other small trailers. This podcast is not going to come out on Valentine's Day, but we're recording it on uh, Valentine's yeah. Day. And the idea, you know, the fact that you haul away the shower water is is <laughs> incredibly romantic in, in this world yeah. of RV life. All right. I know you love your casita. I love the casitas, too. I also have to note the cargo carrying capacity on some of these tiny trailers is absolutely kind of massive. I mean, we're seeing like a thousand pounds in cargo carrying capacity over and over again. Like a class C motorhome has less cargo carrying capacity because it's so loaded with stuff, you know, and some of these smaller trailers really have, um, you know, know, it's almost like just takes it out of the equation. You don't have to worry about it. Just bring all your stuff and you're fine. You're not going to bring a thousand pounds. Yeah. My last pick is the A-Liner Evolution 15. A-Liner is, I believe, in Somerset, Pennsylvania. They're definitely in Pennsylvania, uh, Western Pennsylvania. This is a a hard-framed, hard-walled pop-up camper, okay? Uh, They're often known as A-frames. It's 18 feet, weighs less than 2,300 pounds, and A-Liner's been around, I think A-Liner's celebrating their 50th anniversary or their 40th anniversary, something like that. I should get them on the podcast. this is a newer entry into their pre-existing lineup. This is, again, kind of catering to the overlanding outdoor adventure type crowd. It's got a lot of cool features. When you walk into the right, there's um, a, a, a kind of a couch on each side, which can fold down into a large bed. There's also a hidden shower that you can pull up from out of storage in the ground and use as a shower. I'd be super curious to actually use one of these and see if it makes a mess or if it works really well. There's a little kitchenette with a sink and a, so- a stove. There is a cassette toilet. And then on the far left side, there's another sofa bed that converts down into a 60 by 80 bed. I love these A-liners. And, and what makes me kind of sad about RV life is over the course of my life, I'm probably only going to get to own 15, 16 RVs. We've owned nine already. You know, maybe we'll get up to 20 at the most. I want to try all of these, you know, and I think Dean, you relate, like, I want to take some of these out and just see what they're like and how they work. And it makes me sad that I can't take all of them out and try them. But the A-Liner Evolution is definitely something I would like to try out. Definitely something I'd like to consider purchasing for like boys trips, a fishing trip, a surf trip, something like that. Dean, I truly miss that we don't have that second smaller trailer. And in the past, we had a second pop-up camper. We had the Airstream base camp. Um, I'm missing that in my life because there's a lot of types of trips where I don't want to haul the 32-foot grand design to. 
but I would really like to haul like an 18 foot smaller trailer on that trip. Um, so in other words, let me know when the casita's for sale, my friend. Well, there you go. Uh, we're, it's interesting, you know, Laura and I, after eight years of, of, of camping, when we go to RV shows, we're still drawn to tiny trailers. And uh, like I said, if we get another trailer, we may jump up to the 21 footer. We'd really like to are absolutely under 25. Uh, and if we ever think about something a little bigger, we might consider a, you know, a motor home or something like that. But as long as we're going to be in a towable, it's going to be a 17 foot to 20 foot, 21 foot uh, uh, camper, unless we decide to go with that Oliver. But that's probably, you know, that's for you know, discussing it, you know, some other point. I just think they're so nimble. They're so mm-hmm. easy to tow. You can fit into so many campsites at so many different types of campgrounds. You're not going to have issues in national park campgrounds if you're under 20 feet. You're not going to have issues at, at state parks, Army Corps of Engineers, national parks. It just opens up a world of possibilities where I have always felt the bigger you get, you start to shut down some of those possibilities for the campsites that you can camp in. Last night, Wesley and I were watching a walkthrough of like a 42-foot motorhome, and Wesley was blown away. And it's like, Dad, I want something like this. This is amazing. I'm like, Wes, but I couldn't get it into a lot of the places where I want to camp right now at this part of my life. So I love smaller trailers for that reason. I get the appeal of larger campers. I have a 32-foot camper because I have a family of five. But my heart will always be with tiny trailers. So my friend Casita Dean May, um, we are playing classic clips this season. Uh, hearkening back to the early years of um, the RV Atlas, which was then RV Family Travel Atlas. So we have dug up a classic clip from your very first appearance on the show, which it was actually hard for me to remember which was your first appearance. We went back and forth by text to figure it out. But it was an episode called Casita Dean and the Invasion of the Egg People. (laughs) And guess what, my friend? We talked about tiny trailers in your first episode. I believe that was back in 2016, eight years ago. So we're going to play a classic clip from Casita Dean May's very first appearance on the RV Atlas. Um, Before we do that, two things. Thank you so much for all of your appearances on the show over the years. They are very, very much appreciated. Thank you so much, Casita Dean May. Well, you're welcome. And for Laura and I, you know, Jeremy and Stephanie's have been household names in, in our home for for eight years now, and uh, got a you know got a chance to actually meet you the first time, even though we've met a handful of times now. Even had a chance to uh, hang out at your house and have you grill a, a, a steak for me as as well. But you know, we got a chance to go to that rally. I think it was in 2000, spring of 2016. I think yes, that that sounds right, and. So now we've met in person two times only. Oh, no more. We've met in Nashville. We've met in Tampa. Oh, that's right. yes. We met at the rally, and we met at your house. So I think oh, that's we've right, met yeah. about about four times then. No, oh, absolutely yes. We to- I totally hung out with you guys at the Florida RV Super Show. It's been an absolute pleasure. We need to go camping together. We'll talk about that once we get off air. Right now, uh, let's do a sponsored message from our friends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park camp resorts and come back with a classic clip from Casita Dean May's very first appearance on this podcast. Our family has been staying at Jellystone Park locations for over 12 years. There are more than 75 Jellystone Park locations across the United States and Canada, 
and each one is unique, but our kids love them all because each Jellystone Park has fun attractions like pools, water slides, splash grounds, mini golf, laser tag, and jumping pillows. Plus, there are tons of activities all day long, such as foam parties, dance parties, wagon rides, tie-dye, and movie nights. They even have themed events like Chocolate Lovers Weekend, Christmas in July, and Halloween weekends in the fall. Of course, we can't forget the fun of hanging out with Yogi Bear, Boo Boo, and Cindy Bear. And at Jellystone Park, you can stay in your RV or enjoy one of their glamping accommodations, as many locations offer luxury cabins, yurts, covered wagons, and more. Make Jellystone Park a part of your family's vacation in 2024, because it's not just a campground, it's Jellystone Park. To book your vacation today, visit JellystonePark.com. That's JellystonePark.com. And don't forget to tell Yogi Bear that Jeremy and Stephanie said hello. Dean, welcome to the show. We are really, truly thrilled to have you here and just so excited about the content you have lined up for us. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. It is so exciting to be here. This is like goes even beyond my RV bucket list. (laughs) We're just honored that we're on somebody's RV bucket list. I think for most people who come on the show, they are kind of scratching it off. Scratching it off. Now, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get past all the pleasantry here. Let's dive in. We're going to start with part one, and it's about you. It's about your journey towards RV ownership, which always interests us and always interests our listeners because everybody has a different story about how they get into this lifestyle, and yours is particularly interesting and unique. So, So just dive in, Dean. How did you get started on this journey towards RV ownership and egg ownership? Well, I am uh, basically an empty nester. Uh, my, I've got two kids in college now, but uh, about two years ago, I was busy at work. I, I teach at Western Kentucky University, and I'm a department head, and our busiest time of the year is fall. So between raising teenage daughters and busy at work, I was probably a little crispy and a little burned out, and I was texting with my brother and my brother uh, brothers-in-law. And uh, one of my uh, brothers-in-law, Mark, had sent a picture of a custom RV, kind of a post-apocalyptic uh, monster RV. And and I, Laura and I had never really thought that much about RVing. We talked about empty nest plans, but RVing wasn't really a part of that. But being sort of a college professor that likes to research, I started researching that picture, trying to figure out who manufactured this particular RV. And in the process of doing that, I discovered this entire world of RVing, and not just the RVs, but really the lifestyle and the culture. And uh, from that point, I got to thinking, well, you know, I've got about 10, 11 years till retirement. Maybe Laura and I would buy an RV when we retired. Uh, So that kind of started in the fall of 14, September of 14. I just became completely consumed with this uh, RV culture and lifestyle. Now, when you say completely consumed, you're not being hyperbolic because I have your notes in front of me and your, your notes are awesome here. You And as a college professor, I mean, obviously you're like, you're good at research, you're into research. It's like something you like and relish. So tell us about this kind of all consuming journey you went on and, and this research that you did that was all triggered by that that one picture. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, basically, I it didn't make any difference whether it was websites or YouTube videos or blogs or whatever the case may be. I I subscribed to blogs. I started an Excel spreadsheet where I kept track of 
of, of websites, blogs, forums. I give us created. numbers. Give us numbers, Dean, because the numbers well, are interesting. How many? Think, how many RVs are on this spreadsheet? Oh, let's see. I think the last time I updated my spreadsheet, I had over 350 uh, <laughs> websites and blogs, and I also I even counted the number of YouTube videos I watched in in one year, and it was 2,355 uh, YouTube videos about RVing. YouTube, thanks, you, Dean. <laughs> so you already have your PhD. Are you going for some kind of second doctoral thesis? Or were you just really angling to get on our show from an early stage? And hopefully none of my deans or provost or president of the university will listen to this uh, particular podcast. Hopefully everyone else will. But if I devoted as much time to researching at the university as I have to RVing, I would make university distinguished <laughs> professor. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, you know what? It sounds to me like you've done your fair share of researching and work within your department. And this was like your escape, like it is for most of us. Just fried. We need that rest, relaxation, that image of what our life could look like when all the stress melts away. Absolutely. Absolutely. That 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 truly does uh, nail it, that it, it really did become a, a hobby and a pastime. You know, some people watch television, some people read. I actually I've been a Motor Trend subscriber for probably oh, pushing 25 to 30 years. I've even stopped reading uh, magazines. Uh, everything has to deal with RVing. I don't watch television. Uh, and even when I do watch television, which usually is a little bit of football in the fall, I'm usually uh, researching RVing while I'm watching a football game. Well, OK, so you started researching this RV culture. You started to develop a picture of yourself, your wife, Laura, RVing together, you know, after retirement. But you're not yet into the world of the fiberglass travel trailers at this point. So, like, what were you looking at at first? How did you bridge that gap from not knowing anything about, you know, rigs and what you would like to ending up thinking about molded fiberglass what travel drew trailers? You towards the egg people, Dean. Yeah. Uh, well, really, I think the small size had a lot to do with it because as I got deeper into uh, my preoccupation with RVing and the lifestyle, I thought, well, you know, maybe rather than waiting until I retired, um, maybe we can get something a, a little sooner. So then I started thinking, all right, when our youngest daughter starts college, which now she's a, you know, she is a freshman, uh, that what we would end up doing is we could maybe after she graduated, we could buy an RV. So I accelerated my, my time frame from retirement to post-college for our daughters. Uh, and I figured in order to do that, we probably needed to stay small and used, uh, even though I was really preoccupied initially. I, I've had truck camper infatuations. I've had class C, class B, B plus infatuations. I've gone through all of it. But most of the time it would tend to it would be something a little smaller. So by the summer of 2015, I had uh, I, I actually was in, in the process of researching. It came across this website dealing with these things called egg campers. Uh, and that's how it started. And in fact, I really discovered your podcast and this egg camper culture within about a month 
of, of one another. A so strange probably, marriage indeed, Dean. There, there you go. <laughs> now, before you dive into this forum in the world of the, 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 the eggs, you said something really important that I think is good advice to our listeners. I think a lot of people get in mind an idea of the RV they want and they say, well, I can't afford that now, you know, so I'm going to put that off till retirement or the kids are in college or whatever. But we always give people the advice, just trim back your expectations and find something that's more in your budget now that you can afford right now so you can get into an RV now. So I just love that journey that you went on from saying, I'm going to do this when I retire to wait a second, I can just get something smaller, less expensive than class B, class C, and maybe start doing it now. Now, after, you know, sorry for that digression. Tell us about the fiberglass forums. So, you know, we're in about July of 15 and I end up uh, discovering, uh, you know, the, the, some different forums related to uh, these egg campers. Uh, and I'm particularly fond of, and in fact, I can't believe that I'm blocking on it here. So fiberglassrv.com. Yes. Fiberglass <laughs> oh, yeah. RV, yeah, there you go. Catchy name. Uh, so fiberglassrv.com. So I ended up just checking it out. And you know what? That I, I found out that they had a forum. So I hung out and just kind of snooped around for about a month and decided to go ahead and subscribe and become a part of that particular forum. And what I really like about that forum is it, it is not dedicated to a particular manufacturer, but really is a forum for molded fiberglass RVs. And again, it's really interesting that the particular segment that we're talking about here only makes up about one or two percent of all of the RVs made in the United States, or I should say in North America. So there are a lot of folks out there that have never really even heard of molded fiberglass RVs. But those that have are passionate about it. And that's the way it works with a lot of these niche groups, right? I mean, you're saying, well, 1% of the RV industry, but it's a really passionate group of people you're going to find there. I, I would describe them as rabid. <laughs> <laughs> how charming. Yeah, that sounds so sweet. Thank you so much for joining us for the 10th anniversary season of the RV Atlas. To find out more about the topics discussed on this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook and make sure to join us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at the RV Atlas. And if you enjoy our show, please consider leaving us a review over on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And make sure to pick up copies of Where Should We Camp Next, wherever books are sold. And we will see you at the campground. <laughs>